Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today's Best Served Podcast 276. We're talking brands that stand out on social. This is where restaurants are communicating now. Those who communicate better, best, are going to be the ones that really connect with their audiences. Best Served Custom, Volume 1, Ease of Ordering. And this is episode one of eight. I'm excited about this series because you know, for me, it's bringing people to the table, setting those experience and expectations, and we want to get the customer feedback in this. So we're going to be talking to people throughout the next couple of months on their experiences, their expectations, how we can better serve them. And sometimes we get so tunnel visioned in restaurants, we forget about their experience, even though we're all about creating that experience, creating that memory, creating that environment. Sometimes it's so much on our terms and what we're recognizing is now more than ever, it needs to be on their terms, right? Your food, beverage, and hospitality is purely the vehicle for them to get that sense of belonging, that sense of community that we're always searching for. So I was, uh, you know, doing what I do and asking questions, getting into a couple Facebook groups and found uh, a Plymouth, Massachusetts Facebook group that is super active. I saw a lot of really great stuff in there. And our good friend, Johnny Sheehan, chef owner of Salt there in Plymouth, uh, was the one that turned us on to what's happening in Plymouth, Massachusetts. And so got in there and just started interacting with people. And I'm so grateful and honored that uh, Kamala Lee is going to join us right now. So let's bring Kamala Lee in here. Good to see you. Hello. All right. I was I was really moved and motivated by interacting in the group, as I mentioned, and you had a couple heartfelt things to say. You had something to say, and then you commented on what some other people said, and I could just tell there was just a authentic sense of like really supporting your community, and I wanted to just kind of understand that because I think restaurants in your community, but at large, need to understand for you what that is. So let's start with this. Plymouth Mass, like what... What does it mean to be a part of that community for you, specifically around kind of food and restaurants and how much support there is there for that scene? Um, there's a lot of support in our community, especially in the restaurants and down the waterfront. Um, our whole restaurant has restaurants um, right next to each other, one after the other. Um, uh, there's um, seafood restaurants down there. That's about the heart of our um, heartbeat of our town because we live right near the ocean and the fishery industries are right there as well. Um, yeah, I remember uh, uh, seeing the statue. There's the statue of the fisherman that's there. That's a famous statue. I remember Johnny sending me a picture of that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that is like that a Massachusetts seaside town, like quintessential. And I saw the storefronts. So it's just it's very it's very, it very much feels like one of those places that you see in a movie, you know, like some rom-com would be shot there or a tragedy <laughs> sea would be shot there, both of them. And so there, there was that sense of community that was clearly 
uh, instilled in what I saw in that Facebook group. And so I was excited to kind of hear about that. Now, you also have a little bit of, of kind of restaurant background in you, which I did not know. Now it makes total sense to me because of the way you were commenting. You were very thoughtful. It almost sounded like you understood what the restaurant was doing to be able to create what people then were saying was what they loved or wanted to see improved upon in restaurants. So tell, tell me about that. You have a little bit of restaurant background? Yes, I do have restaurant background because my family has um, owned a restaurant. We have done Pilgrim Pantry, Sip Chai Cafe, and Fat Mike Steiner. Um, we're no longer running the bus restaurant because my father has passed away. So it kind of ended there. Um, it's been in several, a couple of our generations um, for like over 100 years. And then I've worked in a restaurant myself. So as well, so. You are a, a legacy kid in the restaurants. I Look, people get tired of hearing me talk about it, but I'm gonna talk about it again. I love it because my family has been five consecutive generations in this country. We opened our first restaurant in 1900 in Little Falls, Minnesota called La Fond House. So we've been gluttons for punishment for many generations. <laughs> and uh, and I really appreciate that. Anytime somebody has that kind of legacy, there's, there's something. It, you know, I never met those generations, yet somehow I'm like motivated and moved by the work that they kind of the groundwork that they laid. If I have two young sons now. I'm like, I want to build a, an even better industry that people can, you know, be proud of on all sides and to pass on to my son. So anyway, I digress, but I think I love, love, love hearing that. And so it makes sense to me why you were so thoughtful and so purposeful in the comments that you were making. And so let's let's get into that a little bit for you, you know, and I love that you took some notes. I appreciate that you said that you took some notes. So at any point, if you wanna read out your notes, cause you feel yeah. comfortable with that, I just want restaurants, anybody tuning in to pay attention to your experience, not just when you're there and you they ask you if you had a great time and you say yes, of course, because in the moment you did, I want that's, this to be reflective of, how we can better serve you. And so, you know, on social, this is the way that we communicate now. You mentioned something that was very interesting to me. You said the, the places that you would frequent as a guest when you went into their establishments and were great communicators are still the ones you see being great communicators online now because clearly they were just good communicators. They just shifted the medium in which where they were communicating a little bit. So let's talk about that a little bit for you. What are you looking for? What has you interact with somebody on social media? What has somebody stand out for you on social media? Um, the ones that stand out for me is the ones that are communicating with their customers through Facebook. Um, just like, for example, Angelo's um, roast beef will be talking to the customer about, hey, we're lucky that we didn't have a snowstorm yet. And then he comes back on and says, don't blame me. It's, it's a snowstorm coming. He jokes around with the customer. Yeah. He's um, promoted um, giving sandwiches away on during Thanksgiving. Um, just those type of um, things that have been customers, I mean, restaurants have been doing is reaching out to the customers through Facebook, whether it's, you know, yeah. having, um, developing a friendship or a conversation with them online seems to be helpful to bring in customers. Yeah, I could not agree more. It's interesting, you know, we, we we talk about this a lot. This now is an opportunity for what we call table touches. And you know, you worked in restaurants, you know what a table touch is, right? It is the chance to find out about somebody's day, about somebody's experience, about what type of 
food or drink they might be interested in? Are they local? Are they they on vacation? Table touches are, are important, but so often on social media, we forget that it's just another opportunity for you to interact and communicate. And so what I really like about what you're talking about with Angelo's, and by the way, Angelo's, definitely check them out. We'll make sure Sophie will drop their, their website and social media handles and tag them all up because they got a lot of love, quite a few people, and they mentioned exactly that. There's personality because there's a person that's interacting with them. They're not just selling roast beef sandwiches. They got to sell a lot of roast beef sandwiches. They're not just selling, right? The roast beef sandwich is proof that they care about their community. And I think that's what I saw from Angelo's. And that's what it feels like kind of resonated there was they're just, they're, they're trying to have a conversation like they would if you were sitting at their table. And I think that's a, that's a huge opportunity for social media as well. I, I'm interested specifically kind of in the pandemic and what's happening now, because you can't just, you're not just walking in everywhere. It's not as jovial. It's not, it's not hugs and handshakes and all that, like it typically is. So, you know, have you seen that Angelo's or anywhere else is doing a good job of communicating kind of security and safety and you feeling safe about their practices, about what to expect? Because we don't know, are you open? Are you dying in? Is it outdoor only? Is it takeout only? Is it curbside? Do I order on your website? Do I order on a third party app? Like there's a lot of just anxiety and confusion in it. Have you seen that, um, that are communicating yeah. well about the, the pandemic itself are doing a good job? Yes, like um, my one of my little favorite places is Shanty Rose, and um, I go in. There's instructions. I think it's over by the door, or they have it on their website too. Yep. Um, what the rules are for the pandemic? Um, you know, five feet apart, wear your mask all the time, um, that type of thing. They they clean everything down. Um, I just go in, the waitress says hello. Um, I know her pretty well. She, we have conversations back and forth. She knows what I want. She yeah. comes down, brings the water, lemonade. I mean, she knows me by name. It's almost like walking into chairs, and it's a good <laughs> feeling to go into a place like that. Uh-huh. Yep, I completely understand. Yeah, that is another quintessential thing that restaurants are focusing on, transparency transparency is so key always i think always transparency is key you know if you wouldn't walk one of your guests through your kitchen or any part of your restaurant that's a vulnerability i think there needs to be an openness and transparency that communication with your community now more than ever because there is so much anxiety we don't know and in restaurants a lot Kimberly, and you know this we sometimes assume people just to know that well, yeah, we're not open for dine-in or we're not open for this. or We're not doing that. Or, we're, well, yeah, of course we're cleaning everything. But people don't know. We don't know anything right now. What we need is to feel confident and have trust and confidence in the communication. And that only comes if you actually communicate. Uh, the more often that we leave things unsaid, the more people make up stuff in their head. And that's never a good thing. We want to communicate as much as possible. So love that. Uh, last thoughts. I'd, lo I'd love to just know for you, anything that you're hoping for to see more of on social media, anything that, you know, you want to see uh, restaurants doing a little bit more of anything that you think there'd be an opportunity for them to improve upon anything like that, any insight that you can give any of our restaurants that are interacting on social media or that are struggling to communicate that haven't quite understood the communication, anything that you expect that would help them out? Um, I think they've been, some of the restaurants have been good about posting pictures of um, their meals or dinner plates. Um, some 
I think it's important to pay attention to portion size because mm. people want to have a good portion of food and have it be affordable and to have it be um, delicious. <laughs> yeah, delicious. Um, have it be worth the while to come to the restaurant and see this dinner plate and have it be affordable. Yeah. Um, good portion size. I've seen small portion size and for a very big for a big price, mm. expensive meal. Um, I think that's a big thing. Um, I'm just going over my list. Yeah, you mentioned meal kits. I thought that was interesting. Are you a fan of the meal kits? Anybody who's communicating, hey, we have a take and bake something or another, like that yeah. you can you you can it can fit into your day a little bit more. You might be able to pick it up at a certain time and then have it whenever you want it. Like that you like that interaction with yes i i can do that too i mean just like i mean take out you just call up i think you're talking about like picking up stuff yeah. take out yeah. yes i'm a big fan of that and having it ready um uh, yeah. i mean yes it can be ready sometimes it can be ready most of the time on time but then sometimes you have to wait a little longer for example, like on New Year's Eve, people were complaining about Chinese oh, yeah. food not being done on time, but people got to understand they have so many orders coming in, trying to get it done, whether it's in the dining room or whether it's on the phone. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I really appreciate that. It, again, it all comes to communication. You know, if you're letting people know what to expect, humans are pretty good at adapting to what, what they expect. We are not good at just making up stuff in our head and just saying, well, why are they taking so long? We start to question everything about everything. And then the restaurant is on the defensive. And then that's a yes. really difficult place to be if you're on the defensive, because then it just sounds like you're being defensive versus allowing that communication to happen, happen proactively. And that's, you know, restaurants where we're counter punchers. Everything is reactionary. Everything comes at us and we fix the problem and then we do something about it. Right now, we're recognizing more than ever we need to be proactive in our communication. Kemal Lee, this was awesome. I really appreciate you taking the time. I really appreciate you putting yourself out there. This makes such a difference. We just talked on a couple little things, yet I think they're very big things because they lay the groundwork for one of the things that I think is so, so important. I mentioned, you know, sense of time and place. We have to be cultivating our community. We have to have that community feel so a part of us and our story that they're willing to interact with us on social media, that they're willing to interact with us in their stores, that they're willing to go pick up food, get delivery, or go in and feel like they're walking into cheers because they remember your lemonade. That really matters. That's that time and place, that memory, that feeling of belonging that's so important. So, Kimberly, I appreciate you sharing with us. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. It was right, nice everybody. meeting you. Yes, that is it. Lee, Plymouth, Massachusetts. You got a good one here. Thank you so much uh, for everybody for tuning in. And this series will be coming at you with different topics around ease of ordering. And this is really about the customer experience, the customer journey. And so thank you all for tuning in. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.